time to tune up the band and deck the halls for it's the very first Sweet Chinwag Podcast Christmas Special. Welcome to the Wrestling Grotto. I am Head Elf Silly Sam and joining me on this very festive adventure is are the other elves Debonair Dan and Ravishing Reardon. Good afternoon, Head Elves. How are we all doing? <laughs> Okay, so I have questions. <laughs> now, whilst I do enjoy being called ravishing, because it's true. Because you are. I know, it's true, I love it. But the question is, if we're all elves, then who is Santa? Vince. No. Well, no I was gonna be I was gonna say it'd be well who who is who is the unofficial like Father of this podcast. And which oh, there is, Rams, I've, I've just realised. It's Hayden, and, and isn't it? It's I have to say that that is the natural answer, or is it Triple H or Jeff Jarrett? Crub <laughs> Jeff. Now we have questions. Now we have questions. <laughs> Crubs. I wonder if we should add both Triple I, H I, and I, Jeff Jarrett. I, would, if they I, would be. I don't know if I don't know if Triple H is our Santa, but Jeff Jarrett is certainly Mrs. Claus. Indeed. Indeed. Triple Indeed. H is Krampus. <laughs> no, no, Vince is Krampus. Come oh, on. Yeah. Come on, man. Also, also, uh, for, the, for the one exclusively and very specific British reference for our UK listeners, Merry Crimble Selector. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, no, uh, Merry Christmas, chaps, as well, uh, before yeah, we go on. I hope, we, I hope you're having a swell day as well, and it's it's nice to get together on this day and chat about <laughs> the silliness that is professional wrestling, especially with the year we've had as well. It's nice to kind of well, forget Everyone that who is listening has eaten, like, twice their body weight in roast potatoes. Listen, it is... It is time to go another round with that turkey. Let's <laughs> go. Cold cut meats and all of the Doritos you could possibly yes. muster, eh, Dad? Yes, Mate, no, can, just... can, can, can we just say, though, right, everyone knows that the Christmas leftover sandwich hits different. Absolutely. Oh, Lord, that, 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 that ham. Like, like when you're there the next day and you've got like the cold turkey out of the fridge and then like the stuffing balls you, know, you stick it in like one oh. it, you know like those trays you get from like the Chinese yeah and then like for whatever reason your parents keep them around for whatever reason yeah and then you just get all the stuff you throw it in there throw it in the oven for like five minutes and just <laughs> stick it all between two pieces of bread I am oh. so hungry now. I am it hits so, different. So it hungry. Hits different. Oh, oh my like, god! Yeah, real talk, Dad. You've just made me really want, really want. <laughs> yeah, a sandwich I don't. Now. Again, I don't know if this is like an exclusively British thing, but <laughs> well, it's to our like international contingent, now you know the the tradition of having. Yeah, cold now cup, you know. Now you cups. know the Boxing Day tradition, which is the Christmas leftover sandwich. But mm, to be oh. fair. As is record, British people will put anything between two pieces of bread. And people and Americans think it's disgusting putting chips into the sandwich. They've never, no, they've never known the beauty of a chip listen, butty. Li- listen, I, you know what? I'm gonna get some heat. It's time to get some heat on America <laughs> on a Christmas, on have, Christmas day. Get on Christmas heat. day, I don't even care. Some Christmas heat. Some Christmas. <laughs> listen, Americans, I'm gonna tell you this right now. I have been to your country twice. You don't know how to cook. Stop acting like you do. <laughs> uh, 
I, I, look, the law has been laid down. We've got to move on very swiftly before we get <laughs> shut off. No, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We are giving you this Christmas Day podcast thanks to those lovely people over on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and hopefully broadcasting right now over to the North Pole because we have heard the big guy is a massive wrestling fan. Well, the amount of appearances he's made in WWE, yeah. I assume. Oh, yeah. He's a massive wrestling fan. Yeah. We uh, give this. We give you the podcast as our Christmas gift to you. Consider this an IOU for the rest of the year. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 All right. So what we usually do is I know we usually end up talking about the news uh, on this one, but for just trying to change tradition around. I guess you know. We've talked about it's, Christmas Day. It's, and... it, it's Christmas. Do you think I'm doing research? Absolutely <laughs> not. We're sitting down, lazing about, and figuring about why I should be playing Yakuza Seven for the fifteenth hour of this day. Uh... <laughs> like I will be too. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to get straight onto the episode. All about today's episode is all about Christmas gimmicks. Ah, but before I do that, I actually want to give a massive thank you to the lovely people that we've been affiliated with this year. Suplex, uh, Graps Apparel, Gaijin Worldwide, and of course, our uh, merch people over at What A Manoeuvre. Uh, Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you so much for being awesome. And, uh, well, keep using those promo codes, people, because it helps yep. us and it helps them out as well. <laughs> um, Love you, huge. So with that, it is time to move swiftly on into Christmas gimmicks in pro wrestling. Oh, this one is fun. So this this is gonna go like you know how we usually like to build up to the zany of things, guys. Like this this will hit immediately into zany. Well, because the thing is, though, right? I think there's I think there's an important bit we can talk about Christmas gimmicks, which is a there's been so many of them, <laughs> and no. b Given the sheer volume of them, it's amazing how consistent the Christmas gimmick has been throughout wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like you just something about the season means that you just have to do it. And my goodness, has Christmas hit almost every facet of pro wrestling you could possibly imagine. We're not going to just talk about, you know, characters. We're not also going to just talk about matches uh, and events. We're going to go deep. We're making some deep cuts <clears throat> into the fringes of what pro wrestling has dipped its toes into. Get excited, because I think even Reardon will be surprised by some of the things that have happened that have surrounded Christmas and wrestling. <laughs> Let us start then, I guess, with one of the oldest and... Thanks to Brian Zane at Wrestling Regret, probably one of the more notorious ones to start off with. And that is one of the most famous Christmas gimmicks in pro wrestling history. One of the famous Christmas characters. We head into the early 90s to Jerry Lawler's USWA in Memphis, Tennessee. Glenn Jacobs just making his start out in the gym wrestling ends up being a development for USWA kind of in the processes and fringes of being signed with the WWF gets given one of his very first gimmicks it's December you know the, the, you know, the, the Christmas spirit is in the air tis the season tis one, the season One, the head booker Jerry Lawler looks at Green and red, red and white striped wrapping paper 
a whole bunch of tinsel to his left and thinks put it on here (laughs) (laughs) and thus the Christmas creature was born oh my goodness now have you seen a picture of this uh, reared by any chance of the Christmas creature I I don't know I'm gonna look it up right now (laughs) one second to think this was Glenn Jacobs very first gimmick I had as well in wrestling. It's just like <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. He looks like a Christmas themed version of Electro. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. And I'm my, a... best, my best description was the Grinch on Smack, but <laughs> no, nah, it's Electro. It's Electro. Spider-Man feeling Electro. Only the Electro has it has some kind of it has a feel to it. This this is a monstrosity. <laughs> This Just is... think, he went from this to Isaac Yankum DDS. Then to fake Diesel, and then eventually he would have the character that would do him good for, you know, for the future. <laughs> uh, but my goodness, it's a walking Christmas tree with candy canes for legs and arms. It's honestly just like... How did he see? That's what that I want to my... know. How did he see? Because the because I think, I think the thing is, right, is look, I know lots of people are very fond of like the territory days, but also I think we need to have a little sometimes have a reevaluation of some of the gimmicks that were happening at the time because Like real talk, this gimmick did last for a good solid month after Christmas because this was supposed to be, as I said, this was supposed to be the main villain for Jerry Lawler. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, if it involves the USWA, then chances are it's literally anyone versus Jerry Lawler. <laughs> also, I, I must say, I'm just kind of I'm loving this little thing I've just seen of like on the thing where it's like the Memphis Flyer, because you know he um Glenn Jacobs is a politician. Yes. So it so this fucking I know someone is a wrestling fan and has been waiting for years to write this headline. Christmas Creature wins Republican nomination for Knox County. <laughs> but... What is it? All right, like, what is it with big guys, big wrestlers, and awful gimmicks? We got the Christmas Creature. Remember one of Kevin Nash's first gimmicks in WCW was Oz? Yes, yes. He was I... the Wizard of Oz, reason. <laughs> So fun fun fact, um, I did a I did a quiz uh, about wrestling for my friends that don't watch wrestling, <laughs> and I and I showed and I showed them Oz, and every one of them turned and looked at me and went, "Who thought this was a good idea?" <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, it's it's something else, man. It's something else. I guess what when it comes to gimmicks this isn't the only christmas gimmick that has been in wrestling because I, I still i still think though with this though the fact that the, the fact that you said it was designed to lo- it was meant to last after christmas is the really worrying bit yeah <laughs> because as i said about christmas gimmicks it's how do you sustain it beyond christmas <laughs> if it's intended to go past it because it can't exactly exactly which brings me to the next Christmas themed character. It is the new generation in WWF. They are oh, not no. doing so great. Oh Jesus and Christ! Course, what's this gonna be? We and of course we head on 
to Ted DiBiase's million dollar corporation, which consisted of Tatanka, uh, Kama Mustafa, at one point the ringmaster, uh, and Bam Bam Bigelow, and IRS. But for a new edition around December time, he had bought out Father Christmas's evil twin brother. Yes, Santa Claus from the South Pole debuted for the WWF and was under the payroll of Ted DiBiase. He dressed in very opposite colours. He dressed in black and red instead of the white and red. And it was bald and had kind of stubble on his beard and proceeded to have kind of weird things like having like one or two matches that they were squashes but always ended up kind of being sneak attacked by somebody else at one point. It was really weird. The funniest thing about this, though, do you want to know who Santa Claus was played by? Who was it? You're not going to believe this. I want to know. Bulls Mahoney. What? <laughs> yes, Bulls Mahoney was Santa Claus. <laughs> I want to... You know what? You know what? If this is the season... Forgiving, and you have given me such fucking pleasure for knowing about this. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm going to say this for the record. I love everything about this. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I will steal this idea for something. I don't know what, but I'm taking it. The thing is, right, is I'm looking at the pictures of him, and I'm looking, and I'm going, "There's no way that's fucking balls Mahoney." <laughs> You better believe it. That is Bulls Mahoney. I don't know how, but good lord, yes. Um, Why? Why? Of course, we down the line. Of course, those are the two stalwarts in Christmas gimmicks. And sooner or later, we'd have couple people coming here having Father Christmas gimmicks. We'd have Hulk Hogan coming out as Ho Ho Hogan that one time. We had yep. Rusev coming out as Rusev Claus and Aiden Eng with Aiden English with him during his Rusev Day. Uh, Dude, that's a really inventive name, though. Uh, as they uh, as they interrupted the New Day when they were giving out presents and pancakes to backstage workers, because uh, of course you know the New Day. I mean, it seems like New Day and Christmas go hand in hand with that oh, sort of absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Mm. Um, and of course, just. The constant amount of wrestlers that have dressed up as Father Christmas to kind of dupe somebody. Like, yeah. I have remembered occasions, I think, Chris Jericho. Not only has he done it as Doink, he has been Father Christmas at one point. That yep. wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I just... It, it, it's weird. Like, like, I could go on forever about the gimmicks, but are we going to go into kind of safe territory with christmas gimmick matches and what we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna work our way up to the one that me and dad really want to talk about yeah <laughs> but i'm gonna start off with a very simple match the the good center versus bad center match which pipped mark henry as good center versus damian sandow as bad center both were dressed as father christmas this basically was a hardcore match just with gimmicks weapons that were candy canes and reefs and flipping presents yeah um this was a weird one i mean it was i mean i mean right 
Credit to where credit's due to Damien Sandow. He was playing it up amazingly well. He was insulting children, snatching presents off of them and threatening to cancel Christmas, whereas Mark Henry was being the Dudley Do-Right and you're being Sansa. Um, of course, one of the highlights of this was the fire extinguisher spot because, you know, yeah. every great hardcore match is good with a fire extinguisher spot. <laughs> um... Oh my god, I can't believe I get to talk about this right now. Um, let us go to <laughs> PG era, modern day WWE around 2012-2013 if memory serves me correct. And the, uh, and, and the opening segment of Monday Night Raw sees Father Christmas coming out and waving to the people, handing out presents to kids, making sure everyone has a very fun Monday Night Raw Christmas special. Out! From nowhere, pops Alberta Del Rio and runs over Father Christmas. <laughs> the, you know what, what? What makes me laugh about this one is is that they really played it off as if Alberto Del Rio had killed Father Christmas. The shock on Del Rio's face, the fact that they had EMTs come out and put him on a stretcher, the 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 ultimate like golden moment of this. Is when Father Christmas pat his thumb in the air to let people know he was yeah. alright. <laughs> of course, this culminated in a street fight at the end where Father Christmas came back, but lo and behold, it was Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> and may I add, this was when Del Rio was face. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bit that makes it so funny. How was this? I mean, I mean, the the first funny bit is face Alberto Del Rio. (laughs) The second funny, the second funny bit is that they're like, yeah, Del Rio, you can fucking run over Santa. (laughs) My stomach hurts. Del Rio, bro, remember did the kids' Christmas, bro? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I have to give me a moment. <laughs> and while we're here, I might as well just keep going over some of the other things. We've had hardcore matches. We've had present matches. We had that one moment where Dean Ambrose surprised Seth Rollins by bursting out of a present and going, Surprise, cockfags! <laughs> uh, and of course. Uh, one of my more well, I guess one of the more memorable ones for absolutely the wrong reason is the Santa's Little Helper matches. Yeah. This, yeah. aka the toilet break matches, aka the uh, the 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 daddy's gonna stay here and watch the match match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. God, what, 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 all right. So Santa's Little Helpers matches were um, were well, they were women's matches. That were the divas matches, I should say, before, of course, yeah. you know, Stephanie McMahon invented women. Um, <laughs> before Stephanie McMahon invented the literal concept of women wrestling. <laughs> so these were often, uh, these were often battle royales, if memory serves me correct, like over the top. Oh, it was pretty much royales. just over the top battle. Literally, like at that time, their their two go to women's gimmick matches were lumberjill matches or over the top battle royal. <laughs> Now, all of these women were dressed in very festive outfits, but I think the word you searched for with that is skimpy festive outfits, weren't they? Look, basically, it was big horny. <laughs> Look, let's be honest, this is just Vince going, oh, oh yeah. Gross. Ah! 
Actually, no. You know what? Real talk. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. I think he. Had, I think he had more of a reaction out of the World Bodybuilding Federation. But I digress. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But if you hear him going "Wow" every time he saw someone doing a striation or a flex, then yeah, you'll agree with me. Anyhow, man has issues. <laughs> but yeah, no, like. It's it's, I, it's it's just because I think also a time they had like a segment where they're like, and here comes Santa's elves, and it was literally just every female wrestler or every diva on the roster just dressed in like a really skimpy Christmas outfit. And <laughs> you look back at it now and you're like, that just seems a little bit suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a wee bit, just a wee bit. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah, it, it, more Christmases always tend to be a little bit, what's the word? Ridiculous. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, not, with, yeah. not only with oh. um, Ho Ho Hogan as well, that I don't want to talk about, or and, yeah. uh, and Del Rio running a ruining Christmas. <laughs> what is it with Raw and Christmas specifically? As a matter of fact, it wasn't last year. It might have been 2018, but didn't it actually take place on Christmas Day? Uh, if memory serves I think they did an episode where that was on like tape delay for Christmas but I remember one where they actually did (laughs) one live on Christmas day and you think god Vince do you give these guys a break (laughs) (laughs) they they, they might have done it again I would never put it past them (laughs) um um yeah no there's no there's there's no way i know we talk about like you know wrestling and realism but there's there's no way that hogan could be father christmas because that involves putting other people over and letting them have fun (laughs) he's more of the receiving rather than the giving yes (laughs) hogan would just be hogan giving a present to himself and no one else you're not wrong Oh, God. We talk about these matches, but I feel like we're delaying the the inevitable here, Dan, because let's talk about the one true greatest Christmas-themed wrestling show ever made. Christmas Impact from December uh, 2007. What a time. (laughs) What a Russo card this was. (laughs) Dan, do you want to go over some of the matches, gimmick matches, that took place on Christmas Impact. Uh, you start, you start. Okie doke. So, we have the Silent Night Deadly, or Silent Night Bloody Night Hardcore match. <laughs> we have the... Yeah, come on. Like, oh, like Silent Night Deadly Night was a movie. <laughs> yes. Because, of course, yeah, because you can't do... Yeah, I was going to say, you can't do that. I mean, Silent Night, Deadly Night also gave us the uh, the amazing meme, Garbage Day! Uh, <laughs> we had the... Uh, Beautiful. We had the reindeer outfit on a pole match, which AJ Styles lost and then proceeded <laughs> to wear a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer outfit. <laughs> we had the Christmas Light Cage match, which was basically a Six Sides of Steel match with Christmas lights all over the place. Great, because no one in the bloody crowd could see what was going on in the freaking ring. <laughs> and, oh, and, and the amazing segment of Eric Young or like cutaway vignettes of Eric Young, uh, Eric Young's house, which was actually a studio in Universal, uh, uh, of, of having a Christmas celebration. Jeremy Borash was there. The Bushwhackers were there. You know, Eric Young's long lost relatives and everyone decided to do the bloody Bushwhacker dance. I, 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 it was the one and only appearance from the Bushwhackers in TNA, may I add. Oh. 
Um, Karen Angle being scantily clad, of course, in a Christmas outfit. I mean, that, that was gonna that was gonna be a given. Um, and just oh, and, and then of course the combination of all that was Samoa Joe coming in and absolutely destroying the set. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! There, oh god, there were there was a there was a knockouts match as well, a themed knockouts Christmas match, which was something. Uh, and then oh, I get, there's so many more matches I can't, from the life of me I cannot remember them all, all off the top of my head but honestly like, got it done it's just, it, like, just hearing all of it I'm just, you could just say it to me and be like yeah that's Vince Russo like summed up reindeer outfit on a pole <laughs> What's the amazing... Christmas cage oh yeah. no <laughs> I know there's been a Christmas Grotto match. I know there has. Oh, it probably has been. Oh, definitely has been. If if not in the main um, promotions, definitely the indies. But um, no, I mean, I believe this was this. I believe this was the same episode where Christian Cage probably caught one of the best promos he ever did on Absolutely. Jeff Jarrett. Absolutely. So, if memory serves me correct, he was in the ring and got a, and had a present in the ring. He goes and opens it. And brings out a blonde wig. No, was... so, so so he starts in the ring, yes. and he's just kind of cutting a general promo mm. on Jeff Jarrett because Jeff Jarrett is obviously the champion. Uh, and so he's kind of there, and he's like, "What? What? What does it take to be the champion? What do I need?" And he's like, "I need to, you know, I need to be." what can I do to be the champion? And so sure enough, that prompts Santa to arrive because he calls out for Santa's help because it's Christmas. And sure enough, do. Santa arrives with a very scantily clad assistant with him. Don't question it. TNA. He's a, he's a married man. Yeah. This, this was not... If this was Mrs. Claus, then, like, you know, someone needs to check in on Santa. Because he might be having a midlife crisis. Um, but sure enough, he's there, and Santa Santa says he's going to give Christian Cage some gifts to help be the champion. And in the first gift, he gets uh, in the first gift uh, he gets a pair of sunglasses. Then it's then it's another gift, which is a shirt, and then a wig. And sure enough, he puts it on, and he's dressed like Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> What's amazing about this is that the T-shirt I believe they had was his last one that he had from WWF. The "Don't piss me off." Shirt. It was the it was the "Don't piss me off" shirt. And then, <laughs> sure enough, he's there, and he dresses up and put and uh, puts it all on. <laughs> And then he just looks directly into the camera and goes, "Don't piss me off! Wow, that's money!" And then goes like, this, "Santa, I really need one more thing. Something's just missing." And he's like, "I have a very present for you." Sure enough, he gives him a fucking ukulele. <laughs> if you don't know what Jeff Jarrett's gimmick was, it was hitting people over the head with guitars and yelling slap nuts. 
<laughs> um, so I feel like we need to put all our eggs in one basket next year, and for a New Year's resolution, we should just do an episode on Jeff Jarrett. I I think like it's coming. If you're a listener and you're listening to this, tweet us and tell us. Yeah, to make an episode yeah. Do you, do you want Jeff Do you want us to just cut out the middleman and do an episode on Jeff Jarrett, please? Because we've already got we've already got our anniversary episode sorted. Absolutely. We do. <laughs> um so maybe maybe we can make we can make that uh we can make that the Christmas special next year. Absolutely. I think we should. Maybe, possibly. If, Two if hours only Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if Jeff Jarrett's feeling up to it, uh maybe we there should is, get him there, well. <laughs> there is no fun, only Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> but before we move on, like real talk and a mess and another recommendation. This entire episode of Impact oh, Christmas is free to watch on YouTube, on Impact Wrestling's uh, YouTube channel. It comes highly recommended if you want to see absolute silliness uh, that was Russo booking in TNA. Also, so, oh god, Dan. Oh, no, no, you, you continue because I'll, I'll follow mine after. Also, make sure to watch OSW Reviews episode on Christmas Impact. It's a hell of a lot of fun as well. Uh, but oh, it, as you were saying. it absolutely is. And, uh, I believe Deadlock also did an episode on it. Yes, they did. Uh, the most recent episode, actually, was, uh, uh, yeah, was yeah. Christmas Impact. Um, no, my one is, though, uh, uh, we may have skipped uh, a special Christmas gimmick match, which is the lovingly titled... Miracle on 34th Street Fight. Because <laughs> this thing had to get, have its own segment, I feel, Dan. <laughs> oh. Let's talk about this. Oh, oh. oh me, oh my. So, would you like to give us the, the participants of this match? Uh, I actually don't remember. Um, <laughs> Probably because I blocked it out of my memory. Now, if memory serves me correct... Um... This was, um, yes. Now, here we go. It was Elias versus Bobby Lashley. If, if memory Because, of correct. course. Um, <laughs> this was shortly after, I believe, Bobby had debuted. Oh, just, just in, I think in his debut year. This is when he was the Almighty, you know, and did that weird thing where he posed yeah. but and then, po- and then pointed at his ass. Pointed at his ass. But this ended up. Uh, with guitars, Christmas trees, presents, candy canes just flying everywhere. This, as a matter of fact, was the, I believe this might have been the Raw, that was broadcast live on Christmas Day. So, I'm so sorry for anyone who watched that. <laughs> I'm so sorry for, for Elias and Bobby Lashley that they had to have their Christmas yeah. killed by that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that but, but, funny enough, that was brought back one year later on the yeah. SmackDown, when Heavy Machinery faced off against the Revival. FTR were in that match. And fun fact, they've spoken very vocally about how much they fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think Elias versus Bobby Lashley's match was bad, oh boy, was this something else. <laughs> Look, it was a uh, for for those of you that are listening that will get this. It was a certified Fantano, not good. <laughs> <laughs> nice needle drop reference. I appreciate that, Dan. Yeah, I'm a big needle drop, Mark. 
<laughs> oh, man. All right, we've had matches. We've had Christmas gimmicks or characters. Let us talk about some of the fringe things that wrestling has been involved in that have seeped Christmas and wrestling together. Let us start with probably the... Uh, probably the tamest one we have at the moment. Uh, a jingle with Gillian. An EP released by Gillian Hall. All filled with Christmas classics. This, of course, was the gimmick that Gillian had when she thought she was a singer, but was absolutely terrible. Oh, I remember this gimmick. This... I do not know how the hell this managed to, may I add, get released, but also... <laughs> hit number 20 in the UK holidays top 100 because listen listen i we we talked a lot about british culture on this podcast because it's entwined with our perspective well, it's in our of, psyche yeah it's in our <laughs> psyche let me tell you this for all the american uh, american listeners the british public will listen to fucking Anything at Christmas time. Yeah, that is well, true. Well, like, the, 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 the established thing about Christmas music in the UK is that basically all of it's from like the seventies and eighties, excepting "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Yeah, everyone's tried to replicate that, failed, and so now we just have the same ten songs over and over constantly. Are you hanging up the star, kid? I, I swear to God, I hear that every day. Uh, fun, fun fact. Um, so for for our international listeners, there is a uh, there's a radio station called Absolute Radio. Oh yeah. Uh, and every time Christmas comes around from December the first, uh, they ha they run a segment called "Have You Been Whammed?" Oh God, yes. Which is. Uh, how long you can go until Christmas Day before hearing Last Christmas by Wham? I got to the 18th. I got it until my birthday, and, and then I heard it. Honestly, I I have I still haven't heard it. <laughs> I'm running the clock. I'm running the clock. I might actually make it. Sam, <laughs> Sam, Operation Wham is go. <laughs> no, okay, right. No, look, don't look, be bastards. Look. It is Christmas Day, so you have got, like, several hours to go. So, you know, we'll see. When this goes out, you have got several hours to go. And um, I hope and pray that uh, we, uh, that me and Dan eventually get that over to you as soon as possible. I, 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 can, I can say, though, unfortunately for me, I lasted till December 3rd. <laughs> because my friend put it on our fucking shared playlist. Oh, Damn. no. Damn. I, 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 I... And I want—I don't want to just state for the record, however, that Slade "Merry Christmas" is the greatest Christmas song ever written, yeah. and is a—it absolutely slaps every year. Noddy, get that pension money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll be surprised to know about Gillian's EP that it also reached 120 on the Billboard 200. That doesn't that doesn't surprise me though, because <laughs> there's been a lot of stuff that's reached like various points on the Billboard 200 that I'm just like, excuse me, what? <laughs> that is very true, very true indeed. Yeah, and the, the, when you're there and you're like, why did this get made? And the answer is because WWE has a goddamn recording setup and licensing for releasing music. Yep. Why do you think, you think they weren't going to cash this up? <laughs> Why did you think they cashed in on Fandango's theme that it reached the top 20 in the UK charts? 
Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, a couple of more weird things that Christmas and wrestling have seeped into. Fun fact. Mrs. Movies are terrible. <laughs> and, more, <laughs> and none more so than Christmas Bounty slash, wherever you are also in the world, Santa's Little Helper. Have any of you seen this film? Actually, I know both of you have not seen this film. Have you seen Brian Zane's review of it? I have not. I haven't. The only movies I knew that The Miz had done were The Marine. Okay, this, funnily enough, also stars Paige in her very first, and at this point only, film role. She played in. Uh, she played the emo elf because, of course, it's Paige. That, of course. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm interested. Continue. <laughs> um, like it, like it's absolute typecasting, but also I completely understand it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. without question. So, what's the, what's the best way if I remember this? Because it's been so long since I've seen Brian Zane's review of it. I think he plays like a businessman or a family man that doesn't believe in Christmas and then somehow gets. Oh, so it's basically, it's basically just like um, the the early two thousands Christmas movie pretty much it's like it is your it's like businessman who doesn't believe in like santa or whatever and then like all of a sudden next thing you know he like fucking becomes santa or has to help save christmas yes Yes. Yes. that no literally you have just you've just said the plot of the whole film (laughs) i've just described about 40 different films it is is literally conform the the conform plot that is a hallmark abc family film Done. I was just about to say because it's like the meme me and my friends have about Hallmark movies <laughs> because they're literally all just the same. <laughs> oh my god. So if anything, this almost as well because I've just realized that no, it was not only was he like a businessman or like a like a fan, he was a multi-millionaire. So it was kind of WWE's take, dare I say, of a Christmas carol, but it just didn't work out well. <laughs> WWE could never do a version of Christmas Carol because they're not self-aware enough. But, uh... <laughs> I, I imagine they've tried. Good lord that they tried to put Vince in an Ebenezer Scrooge outfit. That's probably He's probably shot it down every single yeah, time. Yeah, but Vince would probably read Christmas Carol and be like, this Scrooge guy's got some fantastic ideas. <laughs> God damn it, you're right, Dad. Because it, it's, it's like what I was, I was talking to my friend about, um... Uh, the Firefly Funhouse matches, mm. and like uh, you know, WWE doing more of them in the future. And I was like, well, clearly the one everyone would want would be like Triple H or Vince, but neither of them are self-aware enough for it to even resonate. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Um, I guess the best, I guess the highlight, as you could say, from Santa's Little Helper is seeing Paige in her one and only movie role so far dressed as an elf as an or as an emo elf you know that, that i mean that, that that certainly piqued reardon's interest so if you want to go out of your way to watch it yeah because like in my head it. i was like no but she did another movie that that was a movie about her yes <laughs> hi page here page yeah. here uh, <laughs> moving on Fun little fact, again, another fun little fact. Actually, no, I'm going to leave this one to the very last because I've got two movies in mind uh, that I want to talk I'm about. Ju- I'm just thinking, like, were there any weird, like, 80s Christmas movies that featured wrestlers? Because I'm almost certain there must have been one. 
not the 80s, but it was the 90s. And I'm glad you brought okay. this up. Santa with Muscles, starring Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, there, there's Hogan. Right, here we go. <sighs> so. That Christmas classic, am I right, guys? Uh, of course. Fucking of course. Santa with Muscles. Of course, this was the time where Hogan was really trying to capitalise on his, I guess, his burgeoning film career, given that he had left the WWF to pursue a film career. Then he made one terrible film, signed with WCW, and then tried to continue making that film career. And this was during the time when he was in WCW. And thus we have Santa with muscles. Fun fun little thing when you watch Hogan in movies, he's always wearing a hairpiece. Yeah. Huh. You know, I never actually considered that. If anyone's seen uh, the Free Ninjas sequel with Hogan in it, please don't watch that because it's a terrible film. I don't know why that kept showing on Sky Movies back in the day. Hogan (laughs) has the worst hairpiece I've ever seen him wear or don. Ever. Wait, wait, hang on. Was it it Teenage Turtles 3? No, it was uh, the Free Ninjas, which was like the Kid Ninjas. Yes! Yes, yes, yes. God, Channel 5 was weird back in the day, huh? (laughs) So weird. Channel 5 has always been weird. I don't know what you're talking about. No, that's true. That's what a weird damn channel. <laughs> but if anything you know about Hogan's career, Hollywood career, is that two things will always be in a Hogan film. Damn right silliness and tons of camp. Yeah. That's, that's mm. a, just enough camp and comically bad elements in this film to at least warrant it a watch. If you don't for that... Just know that a 13-year-old Mila Kunis is in this film as well. Fuck off. Man. <laughs> oh, wait. No. Yep. Really? Yep, she is. Dude, that's even, like, pre-that 70s show shit. Yeah. That's... That's the... That's... That is the... My goodness. Hang on. I feel sorry for her. <laughs> but, you know, with all that being said, there has been no two movies that have topped Hogan's film career quite like Rocky Free and No Holds Barred. God rest you, Tiny Lister. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, the penultimate film I want to talk about, what well, didn't involve WWE at all, but it warrants saying because Santa's Sleigh is a very, very unique Christmas horror film starring Bill Goldberg as Santa. <laughs> <laughs> He's. I've always heard of that movie. I did not know that he was starring it. Yeah, he plays. He plays Santa. Actually, no. He plays the child of. Sa- he plays Santa, who is the child of Satan. Get it, Excuse Santa? Me. You turn the what? words around, it becomes Satan. Oh my! And he's the, so Santa is the slasher, or the big bad guy in a slasher film, and goes around killing families who celebrate christmas and guess what he doesn't die at the end he wins in this film because the funniest thing about well, it's this... goldberg goldberg <laughs> goldberg, goldberg, That's goes such a goldberg mood. i can't believe it it's a fantastic it's so over the top a fantastic film if you don't go out of your way to see it at the very least watch um the dead meat uh, uh episode on youtube james a janice's review or kill count of Santa's sleigh because it's amazing. It's so funny. Man refuses to even put the holiday of Christmas over. (laughs) The best part, the absolute best part is when all of that is done, the credits are rolled, Santa comes back on screen, looks, burns the lens and says, who's next? 
Goldberg as a Man, they were, really, they were really expecting to make a sequel. <laughs> I wonder I, why I, that didn't work out. I, I admire the sheer brazenness and audacity, I have to say. Real talk, that outfit, the Santa outfit Bill Goldberg wore, is a really good, probably one of the better Santa outfits I've seen in films. <laughs> and I say so that that's where no the budget irony. went. <laughs> I say that with zero, zero irony whatsoever. All right, I have saved the best for last. Oh, God. Now, when you think of a good Christmas film, one immediately springs to mind, especially one starring our very favourite uh, bodybuilding man from Europe, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. We don't think about Jingle all the way, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Fun Not a good fact. movie, but we think about it. Of course, of that famous moment, put that cookie down. Uh, <laughs> did you know WWE financed a sequel to Jingle All The Way. Oh no. Oh no. They did? In a collaboration with 20th, 20th Century Fox, WWE Studios financed Jingle All The Way 2, starring Larry the Cable Guy. Okay, first off, let's just roll this back a second. WWE <laughs> worked with 20th Century Fox. Yes. To finance a second Jingle All the Way movie, can I ask when this movie was released? This was probably this was uh, early 2010s. All right, so we're already like 20 years after the fact at this point. <laughs> Featuring Larry the Cable Guy, who was popular like maybe five, six years earlier. <laughs> And you know what the funniest thing, one of the funnier things about this, is that there is no continuation from the first film. Oh, even better. <laughs> it doesn't even have any sort of, like, uh, storyline similarities at all to the original. I... So basically, it's a new film that has Jingle All The Way slapped onto it. But it does have... Santino Morella in a supporting role. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I don't know where to begin. I don't know where to begin with these, the questioning. So, this film is so not lesser known that there's not even a very extensive Wikipedia entry on this. It was thrown I so under why. the radar. <laughs> That no one noticed that there was a sequel to Jingle all the way. It, I think it was it was direct. Like, I think as soon as it was done and finished, it came straight out on DVD. There was no ad campaign, marketing. Again, campaign. I wonder why. <laughs> and I can certainly say, like, because it's worth saying again. We're talking about we're talking a lot about British culture and British sensibility here. Like the thing about like direct to dvd or direct to video here is normally because most studios like just don't want to go to the effort of putting stuff into a cinema yeah. if they don't think it's going to be that popular if it was made on a small budget yeah um so that's why i'm sure this is a thing that you guys are probably uh, experienced you know just when you're watching like i don't know what it, i don't know why it was i felt like it happened more around the 2010s but were you ever just watching tv and you just get bun like constant 
adverts for director DVD fucking British gangster films. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just they are it's almost an infection. Like, <laughs> like I guarantee most of them were also directed by Nick Love and and or starring Danny Dyer. A lot of um, them, uh, weirdly, a lot of them featured Vinnie Jones. <laughs> yes! Oh, God, just Vinnie yeah, Jones. That, there, there was loads of them, and they all had, like, Vinnie Jones or some, like, former boxer or, like, football player or something. And they all went, like, direct-to-video, but they all went, like, direct-to-video or DVD because the studios that made them were making them on, like, under one million budgets, and they were super cheap. And like they weren't meant to be good in the first place, right? But this is WWE we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now to be I'm fair, to... I'm now just wondering: Do you reckon uh, how many movies do you reckon WWE's made that have actually gone to cinema? Because I only know one, and that's that weird horror movie that featured Kane. Uh, Oculus, I believe the 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 film that they part financed that horror film that they part financed that starred um Karen Gillan from Doctor Who. I believe that went huh. to, uh, to cinema. Um, can't believe the chaperone didn't. I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Fighting with my family was actually partly WWE Studios, but I think yeah. I think it very was film fun. four as well. Film four, Seven Bucks Productions, which was Rock's production company, and some involvement with WWE Studios. I think the only reason that actually got to cinema was because WWE was as far. Well, I think I guess the Rock wanted the WWE as far away from it as possible. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Record, given their track record with films, uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised why he kind of distanced himself from WWE to focus on his acting when he left. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think Dwayne would ever have gotten as big as he did if he kept, like, if he still had Vince McMahon as executive producer for all of his films. My God. Yeah, because there's you there's back. a reason there's a reason that Batista was like I don't want anything to do with them. I'm just going to go on my own way and get my own roles. <laughs> I don't need these guys. Exactly. It's weird looking at Scorpion or oh, Mummy Returns, Scorpion King, uh, the Rundown, up until about I think it was Walking Tall. All of them executive executive produced by Vince McMahon. Was he in the Scorpion King two? No, he was not. Okay, I just, I just had to quickly because I was like, he was definitely in Scorpion King one, duh. But yeah. Scorpion King two, well, or did he like jump ship immediately? I think he jumped ship immediately. Because if I remember rightly, Scorpion King, Scorpion King three, sorry, starred Randy Couture of the UFC. Yes, that was a thing yeah. that happened. <laughs> that yeah. was definitely a thing that happened. But my goodness, um, so yeah, now you know that they find ads to jingle all the way too, and it's such. A I shame. almost want to go out of my way to try and find it. <laughs> I really hope you do, because I've only seen about like a smidgen of it. Can we make that? Can we make that like another Christmas special thing? What? what oh yeah, I think we definitely. We watch that. Jingle all the way too. Yes, I'd be up for that. It's such a shame. Um, why? Because <laughs> it'll be hilarious. It'll just be like us talking crap on the movie. <laughs> all right. Sorry, I, f- I I should establish. I'll establish this for our listening audience. One of my hobbies is finding awful movies and watching them <laughs> with my friends. <laughs> exactly. 
I mean, bold of I mean, bold of you to assume we will be friends at that moment. Uh, that's true. <laughs> it's such a shame with this when you realise well with Santino in this film, when you realise that uh, they were proposing uh, when he was um, tagging with Vladimir Kozlov a sitcom starring Santino and and Kozlov. They actually pitched a sitcom to NBC and it almost got piloted but never happened. Thank the Lord. Because <sighs> I know people are going to be there and say, oh, but they had that one segment with, um, was it Wade Barrett and Seamus? Oh, yeah, when they were in uh, London doing the... Yeah, uh, the, the... They, they had that one, that, that one hit, but only that one. <laughs> <laughs> they got the one moment. <laughs> and... Thus kind of really talks about most of the Christmas gimmicks and stuff we have. Of course, we could talk about December to Dismember, but by God, we talked about that with Bryce and Dylan on our um, ECW podcast. Yeah, I mean, we'll, 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 uh, we'll get to the point where we eventually talk about December to Dismember. If people want to keep uh, tweeting at us to tell us to do it, by all means, go ahead and do it. Uh, <laughs> it still won't be happening for a while yet, though. <laughs> All right, I'll put. I'll leave it with this one sentence because again, we talked about it so much. But no, this, 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 this put the nail. This was the proverbial and literal, I would say, nail in the coffin for ECW's revival. But also, though, I would just like to say, the December to December pay per view, as much as it weirdly mockets itself with Christmas imagery, has literally nothing to do with Christmas. Absolutely. <laughs> It's literally just a pay-per-view, and they're like, it's in December, just stick some fucking Christmas lights in the pre in the promotion graphic. Oh. Other than that, it has nothing to do with Christmas, which is why we, it isn't even worth mentioning here, really. No, 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 because no, if I mention it anymore, it's going to ruin my Christmas. <laughs> I tell you what, and Jingle All The Way To didn't. <laughs> I tell you what will cheer us up. Big Show dressed in a giant nappy as the New Year baby. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's that's a high to end on, and what a hell of an image to think about as well. Dude, oh. you can add that up to the time when um, the Big Show had his match with Akibono. Oh no, not the sumo match. <laughs> that was something. Um, definitely was something. <laughs> All right. Um, that's thus concludes Christmas gimmicks um, in professional wrestling. As I said, there's a ton more, but I think we've covered the, the most notorious ones and some of the offshoots for sure that Rhea and Dad didn't know about. <laughs> but before we end, I actually want to talk to you two lads about kind of what have been your favourite kind of Christmassy figs in wrestling in general. <laughs> <laughs> You know, for all of like our talk about it being uniformly ridiculous at best, <laughs> I do always kind of like it. it. It just, I don't know, there's something about it that makes it kind of fun for me, even on a little bit level. And I think when I think of like Christmas in wrestling, for some reason, I think of that one time they got the whole roster, I think, uh, of at Raw at least, mm. to just sing Jingle Bells. Oh, crumbs! They did, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They did. <laughs> I forgot that. No, that was that was pretty cool. That was funny as well. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty fun. And I 
always think about that's the thing that always pops up in my mind to be quite honest mm. uh, yeah so for me uh the because they used to do it other times of the year as well but do you i mean i'll 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 say i'll time frame this but do you remember I mean, <laughs> let's let's travel back to a time when gms existed <laughs> But I always remember just, like, the backstage segments. Yes! And, like, they'd have, like, it'd be, like, the Christmas one, and then it'd be someone, like, talking to, like, Teddy Long, and then, like, Santa would appear, and then, like, someone would come in and, like, fucking lob a present at someone's head or something. (laughs) Or, like, they'd all be backstage, and there'd be, like, a bunch of food out, and then, I don't know, someone would come along and, like, fall into the fucking table display. (laughs) So I just have very vivid memories of of like that stuff or it'd be like oh look um we got you a gift and they open it up and i don't know it's like fucking powder sprays into their face or something yes <laughs> you know just like all of those weird backstage segments are what i remember the most from it because i remember the ones they do for like thanksgiving and um at other times in the year as well yeah i think if that's one thing wwe especially are very good at is that uh it is it are those like festive or themed backstage segments um i guess one of the things i like is you can definitely tell that um these guys are just letting their hair down and just having fun even if it's just oh, the yeah. one week and allowing to one of my favorite moments or examples of that was the nxt uh the christmas nxt special uh i think it was a couple of years back um i can't remember who they were facing but I remember the tag team of Keith Lee and Leo, Leo Rush, and you know that fa- very famous thing or camera ang- camera spot that Keith Lee does, where he, where oh, he like when he has the Santa up, hat on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Santa that's, hat on. Uh, that's I think it was Damian. I think it might have been Damian Priest uh, that he that he. Was, yes, uh, yes, it's uh, Damian Priest is like in the corner. <laughs> you see fucking Keith Lee appear with a Santa hat on his head. I love that so much. And he came yeah, down to the so ring so with a plate of Christmas cookies as well. So it's just like Keith Lee. Stay being you, because you're freaking amazing. <laughs> we love Keith Lee out here. <laughs> oh, and thus, I know it's been a very short one, but um, thus concludes... It's been a short one because I've got a turkey to eat, mate. You're not wrong. <laughs> Man, I've got to think about it. Can, can, to... can we make Keith Lee the unofficial Santa of the podcast? Uh, yes. Without question. Without question. We are yes. tweeting Keith Lee this when it goes out on Christmas. Tweet well. Keith Lee and say you're you're our Santa. Absolutely, but no. What a year it's been, man! It's been it's been a crazy old year for for us, especially a it crazy has. year for wrestling. And man, you know, if there's one thing I can, you know, if I've got a moment to reflect back and think about it all, it's it's been a hell of a journey. And I, am... it's been a fucking ride. And <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah, I mean, for better and for worse, it has been one hell of a one hell of a year. Um, I just want to thank you two chaps as well for for giving me uh for giving me the opportunity to to start this and and be a part of all of this because it's been absolutely freaking amazing and I've enjoyed every single weekend we've been able to sit down, chat, and and see it released to the world. And not only that, but just having it making such having such positive you know feedback and being now part of this community that i never thought i'd be a part of has been amazing and being able to have that with you two as well has been so freaking awesome ah uh, yeah i will say this is a great little christmas present for me because again i like a lot of people this, this christmas has been very strange for me <laughs> it's been a weird one i haven't normally this is 
my absolute favorite time of year bar none yeah i love christmas time. Yeah. always have but this one you know <laughs> but strangely enough this episode and this podcast has been a beautiful little gift for me and i thank you guys for roping me into this <laughs> and i am grateful thankful because that's what christmas is all about it's about the people you love and the little strange traditions that we give each other jingle all the way too uh, yeah absolutely i hate like I said. you so much <laughs> no like, like i said i'm i'm super happy to have been a part of this and you know, as much as we, as weird as this year has been, both just generally and just for myself specifically, uh, you know, it's fun having this little thing where I can just talk stupid stuff and get to enjoy it and feel like I'm actually doing something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and take everything for what it's worth and get myself back into the world of wrestling. As as much as this year has been a questionable <laughs> year for the wrestling at large. <laughs> but no it's it's given me something to do and like i said i normally love this time of year it's a bit different and there's been lots of changes but such is the way of the global bastard <laughs> man i couldn't have put it more eloquently myself mm. <laughs> oh. uh, and oh and obviously you know we'll have more stuff coming in the new year oh without question. with our, our our end of 2020 <laughs> Alternate yes. alternative Christmas awards. Of <laughs> of oh, oh alternative awards or whatever. I don't know. We'll figure out a name for it. I'm yeah, pretty sure will. we will. I mean, the, I love the brought up awards because it still blows my mind that we've been nominated for best roundtable discussion series. Oh, um, whoever whoever um nominated us sent us in to be nominated. I have two personal things to say. One, thank you so so much. Two, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Thank you, thank you for putting us for us being put on the list. Thank you to the guys at the Scottish Wrestling Network for hosting it. Yeah, mm. uh, um, and whoever whoever nominated us, um, if you want to let us know who you are, then please do. And I don't know, you might be able to figure something out. Absolutely. Um, Oh, also, uh, for this, I'm just going to do this now. Uh, <laughs> these guys don't actually know it, but you know I told you I was doing the SoundCloud data? Yes. Yes. Whoever our one dedicated listener in Belgium is, can you please let me know? Because I want to know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have, There is someone in Belgium who has listened to all of our episodes. Shout Every out to single Belgium, one. Man. Whoever, that, whoever that person is. Whoever that person is, I want to know. I'll, I will send you something. Yeah, oh, Merry Christmas to you, Belgian guy absolutely. or girl or, or whoever you are. Merry Christmas. Man. So... You've got me thinking, who is that person? <laughs> shout out to our 102 listeners in Ukraine as well. Oh, yeah, shout out to Ukraine. We're pretty big everywhere, particularly in Asia and, uh, and Eastern Europe. Dude, we are absolutely killing like the twenty-five to forty-four demo. <laughs> Just, that's exactly the demo we were going for. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's it. That is that's what we want. 
Alright, before we uh, head off and wish everybody uh, a very lovely Christmas, we just I just want to let everyone know that we will be taking a uh, small little break over the over the Christmas week to kind of just recharge our batteries and get back into the groove of things ready for 2021. But we're not not doing anything because we're taking over my personal Twitch channel um for two this days. is this is the this is the good invasion angle <laughs> this is the very good invasion angle uh we're taking uh we, we are all taking over for two days uh over the christmas period to have a lot of fun so on the 28th of december it will be myself dan and reardon and a very special guest as we go through our version of stable wars on no mercy and on the 29th <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I, I cannot believe we're doing this and I'm so excited to do this. We're doing our very first watch along party as I subject Dan, especially Reardon, to uh, Ireland's one and only martial arts film, Fatal Deviation. Remember, for our listeners, please remember what I said about liking to watch certain movies with people. <laughs> Cast your mind back <laughs> oh, but... as Reardon goes insane. <laughs> I'm just. I'm not. I'm. I'm dreading it. Legitimately <laughs> dreading it. Because I know we promised you John. We promised you John Wu, but you're getting like John O Wu. <laughs> you get. We promised you Jean Claude uh, Van Damme. We're getting. We're giving you Sean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I don't know what I did to Sean make... Claude MacDam. <laughs> I don't deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. I do not. Deserve this, please, please. If anyone's listening, and to anyone who on on socials as well, please do join us for that on the 29th. It's going to be a hell of a hell of a uh, an episode, a hell of a stream. Yeah, tweets will have gone out uh, with previous week's episodes, and they'll be going out of this one as well, probably on Boxing Day because I'm not working on Christmas. (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you very much for that, Dan. All that's left for me to say then is, uh, I've been Sam. This has been Dan and Reardon. And we wish you all a lovely, lovely Merry Christmas. As ever, please stay safe and you have a wonderful new year. And we will see you all in 2021 on the next one. Bye, everyone. May I just say, God bless us, everyone. (laughs) Unless you don't, unless you ain't into that. In which case, (laughs) Turkey bless us.